Welcome to the Talking Total Pharma Health Podcast from AgriSafe Network. At AgriSafe, we work to protect the people that feed the world by supporting the health and safety professionals and by ensuring access to preventative services for farm families and the agricultural community. Hello, listeners. For those of you working in agriculture, I'm sure you felt the stress of strained finances or that very real fear when a natural disaster hits or when the volatile market prices continue to downward trend. And sometimes it might feel like there's no hope, that there's nothing you can do in those instances to make it better. You are not alone in this, and I think it's safe to say that we have all been there at one point or another. It's part of being human. But there are some steps you can take both preventatively and in light of hard times, and we will touch on some of those today. For our episode, we will be speaking with Chris and Eve Pavelski, a married couple from New York State. They were just featured in a short documentary film called Muckville, which was directed and produced by Jeff Mertz with Moonbow Imaging and released back in the fall. And I'll give you some more details before the end of the show. Also, in today's episode, we are going to talk about financial hardships, resiliency, and working on mental health. Please see the show notes for additional content advisory before proceeding. At any point, if you feel stressed or uncomfortable as you listen to this podcast, you are welcome to skip forward or stop listening. And remember that someone is always available to chat if you call or text 988. Your well-being is important to us. Well, without further ado, let's dive in. Chris and Eve, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for inviting us. Thank you. Oh, you are more than welcome. Let's get started with the introductions. Chris, um, please introduce yourself to our audience. Well, my name is Chris Pavelski. I am a fourth-generation family farmer in uh, Orange County, New York, which is about an hour north of New York City in the lower Hudson Valley. Uh, and I farm on uh, muck soils. My area is actually, it's the largest deposit of muck soils that's under cultivation in the United States. Muck is exceptional at growing all sorts of things, fruits and vegetables, and in particular onions. It's well suited for onions. So that's what my father grew primarily, and that's what I went into as well. I also should mention that I have uh, degrees in both undergraduate and a master's degree in broadcasting and film studies. I have that from the University of Iowa, so I have a kind of a different kind of background. And But that those degrees were very helpful for me when we had a series of weather disasters here in the 90s. I kind of became the spokesperson and the primary advocate, grassroots lobbyist for the community to work on issues, including primarily in the beginning, labor issues and then disaster aid and crop insurance reform. And uh, I've been doing public policy work, all local, state, federal level for close to 30 years. Wow. Who knew that degree would carry you into so many different paths and in different genres? That's wonderful. Eve, sitting right alongside of Chris there, tell us about yourself and and what your life looks like there in the farm. Well, I'm his other half. (laughs) I did not grow up in in this farming community. I grew up in a farming community in Wisconsin, though my family did not farm. We got married in 1990, and we moved back here in 93 and started farming 
really full-time in 94, right? Part-time in 94, 95, because I was teaching at the local oh, that's right. college, and then we started farming full-time in 96. That's right. And 96 was also our, our first weather disaster. Yeah. And so then shortly after that, we started to work together on various policy improvements, whether it was to the uh, crop insurance, the federal crop insurance program, or for disaster aid or other state programs. We did that for a number of years in 2001, I believe. Around 2001, I became the Ag Economic Development Director for the county for a couple years. Then I had my second child and said, this isn't, I can't juggle that. And took care of, of my two kids for a few years. When we got to about 2005, 2006, I realized that we, we financially needed additional income. And so I took a, I took a job at the uh, local school and I've been there since. We also, we also needed the health insurance. It was getting to the point where we were self-insured and we were with a, through the uh, local chamber of commerce. And it was to the point where we were about to actually drop our insurance because we couldn't afford it anymore. And her employment at the school provided uh, exceptional health insurance. And that was one of the reasons, too. I feel like that's a, a relatable story for many farm families and farm couples is they need to seek that off-farm income. And, and the major reason, driving factor of that is the health insurance. So tell us, Chris and Eve, what is Muckville about? Well, Muckville is a documentary short that was done through uh, Hutsey financed it, and it was done on in cooperation with or working with FarmNet, New York FarmNet. And Muckville is a story about um, Eve and I and and kind of the struggles we had economically and the pressures it put on us and and me in particular, which led to issues of depression and thoughts of suicide. And the the documentary talks about that along with uh, a major event that occurred in this time frame was the passing of my father who was uh, my father, brother, and I farmed together. And, and uh, that was a, a very difficult thing to deal with. And, and Muckfield talks about what we, how we struggled, what we dealt with, and then how we came out of it, basically. I did watch the, the film, and it's, it definitely will, especially for those of us that work in agriculture, it, it took my breath away a little bit and, and, and became emotional because it's such a real story and a, and a raw story. And I feel like so many of us know of someone that has struggled in agriculture and, and with depression and, and losing a family member. And there's, there's a lot of components there that stack up. So for those who'd like to watch the documentary, either find the link in our show notes or open up a browser and search Hudsey Muckville. And that Hudsey is spelled H-U-D-S-Y. And Muckville is spelled M-U-C-K-V-I-L-L-E. And it it should come up as one of your top results. And, And once you find it, all you have to do is make a free account and then you can watch it. So what inspired you, you know, to really open up and discuss your financial hardships and and mental health in general? When Jeff approached us about about this, along with FarmNet, about the project, um, I know I felt, and I think Eve as well, that it was really important to be as forthright as we could, so as to give people not only an understanding of what we dealt with, but also how we dealt with it and how they can too and how they can address it and, and 
help themselves either either with the financial issues or the mental strain and pressure. And Eve sitting alongside as you're watching your husband go through these difficult times and trying to understand why the numbers aren't working and, and why the weather does what it does and, and all of those life factors. How, what was your experience? Um, gosh, we were, it, it was, it was very, it was very hard. Um, I remember in the middle of it, and I can't remember exactly what year it was, there was a documentary on PBS and it was called The Farmer's Wife. We were dead smack in the middle of a weather disaster of trying to figure out how to pay the bills. It was it was very emotional and gut-wrenching to watch that documentary. But there was also an aspect of that you weren't alone. Somebody else was going through that who was figuring it out, going day by day. And so when Chris told me that he had been approached by FarmNet to, to do this documentary, and I was not crazy about it. I had already lived through it. I had already done all of the public policy work. It, it was difficult. But I do have to say that I, I felt that there was a value in doing the documentary or being a part of it because it is so stressful and we are not uncommon. The majority of farms out there have off-farm income supporting them. They're not making it just on their farming. And farms don't just go out of business because of one bad year. They torturously decline over years that those families are feeling that kind of pressure. And it's worthwhile to be a part of something that lets others know that they can reach out and be okay. You're right. It's, it does, it's a little bit relieving in a way of that pain to know you're not alone, that there are so many others that are walking along, right alongside, experiencing some of the very similar feelings. You know, if you if you could go back in time and give yourself one or two pieces of advice, what would it be? For me, one thing would be is, you know, I spent so much time and energy on working on like the policy issues, which were fruitful. But if I can go talk to myself back in time, I would say spend more time with your family and less on that. Not that I wouldn't want to accomplish those things, but I, I missed a lot of stuff involving my my sons growing up and even even though i spent you know almost every day with my father and especially as we worked in the, during the growing season which is from you know march until december january i wish at times I, I actually spent a little bit more time with him and i didn't yell at him as much it's one thing about people don't understand when you work with your family and then on a farm you kind of yell at each other it's just the nature of how it is you know it's, my father always said he knew i never meant anything by it but I kind of wish that I didn't yell at him as much on, on certain things. And, and I wish I spent more time with my sons and my wife. If I go back in time, I would urge myself to balance that out a little bit better. I would have to say that the piece of advice that I wish I would have had that I, I didn't actually get until recently from uh, 
my son's girlfriend. She was raised by a, a single mom and struggled. And she, I was meeting her for the first time. You know, you're, you're panicked about, you know, are you going to have all the food okay? Is your house going to be clean? What's this person going to think? And I'm like telling my son, you know, I, I can't do it all, <laughs> you know. And I kind of was apologetic, you know, to her that, yeah, I knew everything wasn't great. And, and it was asking, like, how did your mom, how did your mom do it? And she looked at me just very, very openly and said, uh, no one is doing it all. And if you think they are, you just caught them on a really good day. And I thought, oh, what a, what a beautiful, what a beautiful thought, a gift, really. You know, as a farmer's wife, you are taking care of your family. You are trying to take care of your children and all their school needs and activities. You are do involved in the farm in some way. If you're not actually doing farm work, maybe you're also doing the bills. You've got your outside job. You've got, you know, in our case, aging parents. There just aren't enough hours in the day, and you're not going to do everything well. And I constantly berated myself that, you know, my house is a mess. The cat litter boxes aren't scooped, <laughs> you know, and, and how did other people do it? The reality is they're not either. No, they're not. What a, a prophetic message to share from a young person to, to the mother, right? Mm -hmm. I, uh, I, I understand that even uh, our boys brought the girls home too. I was very much stressed out about <laughs> how the house would look, was the food okay, and, and all of that. And, and you're exactly right. They're, they're, everything you see on the outside is not exactly what's going on on the inside, yeah. for sure. Some thoughts I had when I watched the film from both of you, you had ideas to instill hope. Like I felt like that was one thing you were looking for during that dark time is like, what are some things that could give us hope to help us start climbing our way out of this dark valley? There were small things that I needed to I knew I needed to have fixed in my mind that I needed to take one day at a time. I needed to be grateful for the small things in my life. And a lot of those things are intangible things. The love that I have with my husband, my children became incredibly important to me and my relationship with them, and fostering a good relationship between the two of them. Because you're not going to have a beautiful house, and you're not going to have a new car, and you're not going to have a new pair of shoes. <laughs> You'll be lucky if you can get the tractor fixed. <laughs> so, it is very important to be cognizant of the things that you're grateful for. And the other thing that was very hard to do, but I tried to remind myself, and he can, he can do this quote better than I can, in Planet of the Apes, there's a point at which Taylor says, okay, There's just one reality left. We are here and it is now. You better get a hold of that factor. You might as well be dead. I tried to remind myself of that and have that mantra going through my head whenever I really started to lose it. Life was not happening behind me. 
I could not change the weather. I could not change any of the decisions that we made. Life was not happening five or ten years down the road or even a month down the road if a check bounced or if somebody didn't get paid or if something didn't happen. Life was happening now, now, and not to get ahead of myself. And it's easy to say that. It's very hard to do it. When things were, you know, getting pretty dark, and I went and started seeing a therapist, which helped a great deal. I was losing weight rapidly. I wasn't eating, and my body was starting to be affected. And um, I knew I had to, I had to do something because then I was starting to get very dark thoughts too. And so I reached out for a therapist, and then I worked on the policy stuff, and that was gave me focus on things where I could, like she said, I can't control the weather. I can't control what I sell my product for and, and what's dictated to me. But I could, you know, the, the policy stuff, I, to a certain extent, I could control. And that helped me, helped me focus and, and cope, basically, knowing that I could do something. That's right, living in the moment. And, and what I'm hearing from you is, is making sure that you're living your life now. And then what are those things that you can control and taking stock of those? Do you have any advice to those currently going through debt and financial hardships? Well, I would, you know, the first thing you want to look towards is your local cooperative extension office. There's a number of programs that they offer. And New York is exceptional. New York's extension service, you know, has has the FarmNet program and the local extension offices do offer a lot of assistance to you and including like things regarding financial. One of the things that they offered through FarmNet to us was, and this was key that Eve pushed for actually, was to work on a farm transfer program and protect our assets. And it was Eve that pushed for that. And we actually put our farm into a trust. And I can't tell you, that's put it bluntly, it saved our, our farm because eventually... Um, after my father passed, before my father passed, my mom was, was diagnosed with dementia. And after my father passed, it kind of accelerated a bit and then it stabilized, but she was at a point where she could not care for herself. And it's gotten to the point where she deteriorated to a degree that she's required 24 seven home care. And, uh, fortunately, you know, Eve pushed forward and back in 2005, we put the farmer trust and FarmNet has a program that they work with you and with a law firm in Syracuse that specialized it. And they, they do the work to get, you know, make the trust and, and the like. And uh, that trust enabled us to get my mom on Medicaid. And with Medicaid, we were able to get my mom in a program called the Nursing Home Transition Diversion Program or the NHTD program. It's referred to colloquially as the waiver program. And it provides 24 seven home care for someone. And the whole purpose of it is it's cheaper for the federal government to have someone be cared for at home than it is in a facility. And of course, it's better for the person to be at home. So it really is designed to get people out of facilities back at home or keep them home. And um, if it wasn't for that program and getting our farm into trust, we would have, my mom, we would not be able to afford to care for my mom. I don't know. We would have lost everything, basically. We would have lost our property, lost the houses and, and the whole like so thankfully to eve it was eve that pushed for it and and we got that done but extension and through farm net was responsible the other thing you know your, your local usda service center 
does on, on a financial level does offer programs as far as um, there's various loan programs or some grants and such and they, that are available and through that USDA service center you can find out about that and, and they can help you apply for that so you your constituent services you reach out to them and, and have them also help you you know find out what's out there and available to assist uh, yeah. and not feel you're not bothering them, you know, and even you are too bad. <laughs> that's why, that's why they're there. I mean, that's, that's their whole, that's their job. And you want to make them do their job. And, and that is including helping you know, on the individual level, whether it be, you know, you need help with uh, dealing with a disaster or looking for, uh, you know, any kind of financial assistance. That's what they're there for. And it, it amazes me. And I talk to people on the internet often, you know, all, all over the place and how, so many people actually never do that. I think I think we were really blessed to have FarmNet in our state. When I called them, there were times that there were times when I called them from work <laughs> that I was trying to figure things out or puzzle through how to handle something. And the ability to call and talk to somebody and and have that was was huge. You know, you're in a position where you don't want to tell somebody that your farm is, at least the way you feel, is your farm is failing. You're not making it. Don't, don't let that stop you from getting the help that you need. And you do need help. You're not weak. You're under an incredible amount of pressure that is inhumane. And there is nothing wrong with asking for somebody's help to figure out your finances or to help you figure out how you can continue to be the person that you need to be for your family. And we use, I mean, we use them on three separate occasions or, or issues. I mean, early on, they were the ones that facilitated and set up the uh, farm transfer program. Then after my father passed and we were just, my brother and I, we had some issues dealing with each other without my father being there. They sent in mediators to work with, uh, work with us on that. And then thirdly, after when it was decided that we weren't going to grow onions anymore, they sent two people out. Uh, one who was uh, a team, the, 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 the one person, the guy was, um, Greg. He was the one that was the farmer background and he helped as far as what, you know, what we could do business wise to make adjustments and changes to, to, to deal with our situation. And then Jen was the person who was the, uh, uh, dealt with as far as our emotions and our, and our mental well being and that sort of thing. So they, I mean, on three different occasions, we availed themselves of their services and they were extremely helpful to us. And they still are. We still keep in contact with Greg and Jen. And we, they first came to our home and they didn't, they didn't live nearby. They drove out. And then thankfully we now have the technology, this, like the Zoom technology, we did a number of Zoom meetings. Uh, FarmNet sounds like just a really remarkable program. So we have had a great conversation and I know this could go on for a, a long time. Is there anything else that you'd like to share? Any wrap up messages to drive home some of the great points that you shared with our audience? Don't isolate yourself. I know, I know both of us, you know, it was very hard and very sad for on multiple levels. Don't isolate yourself and keep asking. Keep asking whether 
It's for information on how you can handle your financial situation, asking for help to somebody else. Keep reaching out. We're also open to if people, you know, want to contact us or, you know, or it's okay to say our e- our, my email address is EVEP, my wife's first name, Eve, and the first initial my last name, P at warwick.net. And it was like something that, you know, during this that you have a, you know, a question on, you want to ask me more about, feel free to, you know, reach out and contact me. You just want to talk, whatever, um, you tell me about your story, whatever. I'm happy to listen. Yes. Uh, well, it was such a great visit with you too. You're so honest and so real. And I think folks are going to find this so very relatable. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Okay, folks, that's it for today. Thank you again for tuning into another episode. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast to hear more from AgriSafe on the health and safety issues impacting agricultural workers. If you'd like to suggest topics or have a story you'd like to share, you can contact us by email at info at agrisafe.org and title that important email TTFH Podcast. We always welcome email. You can also get our attention by using the hashtag TTFHPod on Twitter. To see more from AgriSafe, including webinars and our newsletter, visit us at www.agrisafe.org. This episode was created by AgriSafe Network, directed by Laura Siegel, hosted by me, Linda Emanuel, edited by Matt McKinney for ProBroadcastingServices.com with special guests, Chris and Eve Pavelski. Mm-hmm.